Hey, it's Erin Anderson from Live Big Co. And you're listening to the Power to Be podcast. This week, I get to coach someone as they navigate an area of their life that's stuck toward an insight that will give them personal power. My hope is that you'll listen for an insight for yourself along the way. Let's find out what this week's guest has the power to be. Good morning, Shan. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Here we are with our cup of tea and I lit my Anupaya homebody candle. Thank you so much. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. And for I get the to support. talk to the creator. Yeah. The it's creator me. of all, yeah, all my favorite things. So, um, this podcast, I was just, we was chatting right before I hit record and, and I was saying to you that this one's a little different because all the others that I've had are been, have been people that I've been very deliberately, uh, that I've deliberately chosen because I don't know them. I don't have any, I've never met them. I don't know anything about them. And we truly, truly are going into the unknown with each other. And with you, it's a little different because uh, you've been a client of mine. I've been a huge fan of yours. I've followed your journey. I've followed your products and the things you make and the life you live and create. And I, I love all of it. And so um, I have a visceral sense of you, even though we've never met in person, I have a visceral sense of you. And I, I wanted to ask you to join this podcast because of that. Um, there's something about you that I know you're so up to something bigger than yourself and you have a particular way of doing it with artistry and grace and humility that I find so is so required and needed right now in, in our world. And I wanted to both sort of share, share you with the world, but also maybe even dive deeper into what is your hero's journey? What, what are you up to that maybe you haven't yet created? So it, it, this conversation might be a combination of, of, um, you know, sharing about you and what you're up to, but then also diving into what's next. Are you up for that? Yes, please. And thank you. It's lovely to hear. And yeah, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I am. So why don't you why don't you tell tell us about about you as some context for this conversation? Just tell tell okay. us about Shan. Okay. So um, okay. yeah. So I own a company, a social enterprise called Anupaya, and we were a give back company. We lifestyle and quality goods, and we have kind of our main mission uh, of our business is our environmental stewardship model called our one pound promise. And that is a commitment to helping people just strengthen their gratitude, their appreciation of our shared wild spaces. And we take care of those wild spaces by promising to clean up a pound of waste for every product that we sell. So we host and fund community cleanups across Canada and around the world. And, um, yeah, it's been really amazing. We're not quite two years in, we're, we'll be two years at the end of the summer and we've cleaned up over 60,000 pounds of garbage already. So that's been pretty cool. Um, really cool. Yeah. It's been really, really neat to kind of see that be birthed, uh, before Anupaya, my husband, Pete, so he's my, my business partner, my life partner, Uh, We used to own a yoga studio, a really kind of beautiful offering in our community called White Pine Yoga. We live in eastern Ontario, and we owned that for almost eight years. And 
yeah, it was just this really kind of wonderful thing. And that's how we got our feet wet in business. And I just started to feel like I wanted to do something a little bit different. I wanted to reach a little bit, I don't know, a bigger audience maybe, and try to do even more work and more, you know, offering into the world than just our immediate community. And, and so we sold our studio and, and yeah, we weren't really sure what we were doing. And it was definitely some stumbling along the way because moving from a, uh, a service-based business to a product-based business is so crazy and different. And, you know, me having any inclination that I knew what I was doing, definitely there was some humble pie served for sure, <laughs> uh, figuring that out. And, but yeah, we're kind of starting to find our sea legs and, and that's my background. I've always kind of just been dabbling in business for the last decade. And, um, it's been really great. You know, it's this, this journey and this, this progression right now, we're still, still kind of finding our sea legs with Anupaya, but it's been, it's been pretty cool, you know, to be, connected to something bigger than ourselves and to see mm-hmm. how do we want to serve and who do we want to serve and in what way do we want to make an impact and then actually kind of do it uh, has been really neat. You know, I, 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 I always think back to the beginning with Anupaya and I remember speaking to this, 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 you know, business consultant, this like just this kind of rich, amazing dude. And he was saying like, your one pound promise, like you need to scrap it. You know, there's no money there. How Mm. it's not making (laughs) you a profit. Like, no. (laughs) And, and I remember him saying like, you, you'll never be able to compare to the big companies that have cleaned up like over a million pounds. You know, you don't have the access to resources and you don't have, you know, venture capital funds. And, and I almost didn't launch. I, we almost didn't Mm. do the one pound promise. We were like, okay, well, Ah. maybe we shouldn't, you know, and that comparison came in and that, you know, fear and that imposter syndrome. And, and then we just did it. And it's, re- it was really cool to see at like the one year mark hitting like 50,000 pounds and like, wow. wow, you know, you just, you know, it's, I thank you for, you know, sharing that because there's so many people who are exposed to that kind of, and I, I'm going to use my air quotes, advice. And advice is so interesting because even on this podcast, while I'm talking to people and even coaching people, I'm always really clear, this is not advice. Advice is like, I don't know, it's like a, a wet blanket on your dreams, you know? Yeah. So I'm so happy you didn't uh, you didn't follow that. And um, and it's interesting. I love how you said that you were you were exposed to that that degree of fear that almost stopped you from doing what you're meant to do. So what, what, like, what was it that kept you going? What, what had you say, actually, heck no, we're doing this? Uh, well, I think Pete and I, uh, I don't know if it's stupidity or business acumen, but I think we've always just been pretty comfortable with risk, um, you know, financial and business just to kind of go for it. And I think that that was helpful. We were like, you know, why not? Like, wh- why not us? But, but the really the the compelling part of it, where so we had sold our studio, and we were giving ourselves like a year to kind of figure it out and launch our next business. And we were actually in Spain for uh, three months visiting my sister in law who lives in Majorca, mm. and it was just you know beautiful and 
and as you know, you know, owning a yoga studio is like evenings and weekends, right? You're, you just, you yeah. work all the time. And so all of a sudden we had time with our kids and our kids really grew up in the yoga studio. So we, we went to take a break and we were on these, this beach and, you know, we're like landlocked in Ontario and Canada is a relatively clean country. And so we're in the med and it's unbelievably beautiful. Like just it's it's heartbreakingly beautiful mallorca mm-hmm. it's it's, mm-hmm. it's paradise but you know you go to certain parts of of the island and and so much garbage is coming in uh because of all the well because of the pl- pl- our plastic problem but also because there's so many boats in the med and um so we're at these beaches and there's garbage everywhere and we as a family we spend the day cleaning one up And I already knew I wanted to do a give back model, you know, kind of like modeled off the Tom shoes one for one. Like it was like, we wanted to do something like that, but we weren't sure what we, we had no clue where we were going to go, but we knew that we wanted it to be connected to the outdoor space because that's, you know, what we had felt was really missing in the yoga world and in our experience of owning a studio and my husband's, you know, like, grizzly adams like the man (laughs) belongs in the bush and so we're cleaning up we're cleaning up this beach and it was just like you know when you think about cleaning up garbage you imagine it to be this kind of heavy and and nasty process and it is pretty gross sometimes but it was such an uplifting experience cleaning with my kids and you just feel you know, do good, feel good. Right. It's like, we just, Mm -hmm. we felt amazing and the sun was shining and it was just so beautiful. And we were cleaning up this garbage. And at the end of the day, we're like looking down this long beach and we had, we had barely made a dent. And, and I remember kind of being a little bit deflated and talking to Pete and saying like, how, how is this happening? Like, how is there this much garbage? How is this allowed? In the world like there must be some someone who's going to fix this problem and mm. Pete, being the you know the mystic the yogi forever was like I think you mean like we have to fix this problem I think that's <laughs> kind of the whole I problem. think you mean it's up to us <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and after this whole day of cleaning and we hadn't made much of a mark uh it was like we need more people we need more people and that's where the idea of hosting community cleanups came in. So, hmm. yeah, it was it was pretty easy and seamless. And then from there, it was like, you know, nothing could stop could stop me from going in that direction. And and yeah, that's hmm. kind of the birth of birth of my baby. Right. So then, after you did that, then is that when you started your product based business? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Came home, no clue what we were doing slapping, you know, third party, like our logos on third party products, basically, uh, just throwing out some, some, some apparel, some, some organic Canadian made bamboo, uh, shirts and hoodies and sweaters and really no idea what we were doing back then, but that's, yeah, that's how we kind of started. We just started to put together some pieces and, and then we, we went from there. So, um, can I, can, can I dive in? Please. I, call on me. I love you so much. Okay. So I, I love your story and there's listen, it's so powerful for so many people. Um, and, um, I think you and I share, share a mission. I just discovered it. We, we have this mission. You're just going to have to forgive me and how I'm going to phrase this, but you, you clean up garbage and so do I. 
<laughs> the internal so, landscape and the external landscape. <laughs> yeah, no, and I listen. I what I ha- what I'm listening to is just the power and grace that you are, and sprinkled amongst it, there's these little things that um, that I picked up uh, on that you save. So, um, I, I, what I want to do, what I if with your permission, is is maybe clean up, round off the edges, and and restore you to your full glory. Um, with these little things that creep into your language um, that just don't belong. They just don't belong. Okay, so you said, I'm a, I'm a dabbler. I'm like, wait, what did she just call herself? A dabbler? Oh my God. Wait till, like, wait till the listeners discover you and follow you. And they're going to be like, what in the actual heck is she talking about? Like, I just know you to be committed, focused, creative, clear, loving. Mm-hmm. I know you to be those things. What I don't know you to be is a dabbler. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know where just, that word came from. Seriously, Right. But you know, that's the thing is that Shannon, you say it, you say that word thinking it's your word, but it's not your word. And that's the trick of our minds is that we, we think it's us. Like we, we really do think it's us that's, you know, a little depressed or that's us who's a little anxious or it's us who's fearful. It's not, it's just not. Yeah. It, 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 it's, 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 you know, when you say something like that to me, it's almost like this kind of wall that I feel because, uh, I do, you know, I, I'll kind of throw out this languaging about myself that can be a little bit diminishing and, and make me smaller. And Mm -hmm. it always comes from this sense of like, who am I, you know? Um, I yeah. think that I, and it shows up in business, like it shows up in the word business. So you said in, in, the, <laughs> I, love, I love, we're cheersing our, our licorice tea right yes, now, right? I like giving it. Yeah, me too. So uh, your, your language around business sa- said things like, um, stupidity, we're getting our sea legs. Um, we didn't know what we were doing. And so, you know, listen, it, it, there's just a huge amount of, of grace around, you know, learning and discovering and, but, but imagine, you know, there's a different way of, of um, our minds approaching uh, our learning, the, the, the learning curve that is very natural to something you've never done before. Uh, you know, anytime there's innovation, there's, it's never been done before, but very likely innovators and creators and artists aren't saying, you know, I'm getting my sea legs here, you know, or, you know, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just dabbling. They, they would never, they would approach it from, I'm the authority, I'm the author of this novel or this creation of art and, and he, watch me go world. <sighs> it's, <laughs> uh, it's so it's, it's, it's complex, you know, because I feel mm-hmm. um, maybe this humility within myself in business, just about the stumbling, you know, and the, and the learning. And I think some of it has to do with a, this, my biggest fear in the world of being seen as a narcissist mm. and that people think that I know what I'm doing or that I'm, you know, super cocky or just have this, you know, I don't know, immense pride or, but also how I, dare you, how dare how I, I know, dare you? <laughs> rude. I, I feel like pride is wasted time, but mm. it's, 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 but also the other side to that is that I have been around so many people in business now and the whole like fake it till you make it thing is just, oh, it's, it's not, it, it, to me, it's nauseating. It's, it is awful. Yeah. It's I awful. just, mm-hmm. I, I want 
I want clarity in all things. Mm -hmm. And I want people to see that I like people constantly are saying to me, like, I wish I could do this or how, how do you do this? And it's like, dude, I'm falling on my face every single day and you can fall on your face too. This idea that I have it all together. So I feel like it's that. And, but in the process of that, I will slowly cut myself a thousand times, you know, and that's where I think I need to find that balance of being authentic, being myself and being real and showing that side, but then also showing like, because I, 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 I do, I, 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 I will always, you know, act like I, I have nothing to offer. I have nothing to give. And, and that I, 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 I do know that about myself. And, you know, my husband calls me on that too. Like, just mm-hmm. my own languaging around myself. And that's my own issues of self-worth. And but Well, you think they're your issues of self-worth. It's my story that I'm telling myself. It's Well, it's and it's not even your story. Like I'm I, I really want you to get that it's not you. It's not you. It's not yours. It's not yours to overcome. It's not your story, your thing, your shtick. It's not it, like that's the that's the um sort of cosmic joke is that you think it's you and it's not you. It's been little messages that have seeped in or like gone into the window or crept under the cracks into your psyche, but they came from outside of you, not inside of you. You did not birth this way of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That's like no way. But I feel like- How old is your daughter? How old is your daughter? Eight. Yeah. Like, does she think this way? Uh, about herself or about me? Yeah. No. no, about herself. No, and there's nothing like I. I'm like fierce warrior mama about that. You know, like don't you bring right. any of that stuff to my kid? Because right, yeah, that's an interesting thing too. What women have been told or taught about themselves or their self worth, and usually I feel like I'm kind of on it and I I get it and I'm I'm woke in that way. But I know I still have so much work to do in terms of the way well, that you, I see myself. Wait, you think you have so much work to do. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, it's this big noble task. Oh, You've got so much work to do on all of your shit. But it's it's light, right? It's supposed to be it's light. Not, it's I not just even it just that it's light. It's not it's just it's not, not even light. yours anyway. It's yeah. like the universe is sort of chuckling, going, I'll just wait for you to put that stuff down and then I'll just give you everything you ever wanted. And you're saying, It's okay, it's my story, I'll carry it, it's my fault, I made it, so I'll hold on to I'll carry the load. Wow. <laughs> it's I, I just feel like it's I it's this lifetime of unpacking. Cause that's, I also, I know that I bring this into money. Well, that, okay. So that's exactly, okay. So there's two things. One is there's this lifetime of unpacking when really it isn't a lifetime of unpacking. It's just put it the fuck down. So yeah. that's one thing. Yeah. Just put it down. Yeah. That's just one thing. And then you may need to practice putting it down. But here, okay, so here's the thing. What's really powerful is to go in and identify where does this, quote unquote, air quotes are coming back story of yours come in and, um, 
I, okay. So uh, there's so much that you and I, we could link arms and just woo, twirl around and round in, in total understanding and empathy mm. for each other. And I listen, I love the way you speak about yourself with this humility. There's so much that I resonate with you around and that, and I've also tried to keep myself really small by diminishing. Oh, it's nothing. Oh, it's just like, I would do this about teaching y- yoga. Like, oh, it's just yoga. I mean, like I would diminish yeah. all the things. Yeah. Right. So yeah, we, we have to, um, kind of hear ourselves. Like our brain is like a, 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 like a, an Alexa, you know, you got to talk to it like that. So if you say that it's nothing, it'll be, it'll be nothing. If you say that it's great, it'll be great. But anyway, one of the places that I hear that it comes in is money business, that money business combo. And I, I doubt that you have it in your parenting or in your, um, in your relationship with your husband. I mean, th- it's a particular vibe. It's a particular, like, um, uh, splinter that I think happens, the pain of it happens around the word business. So there's something I'd, I'd be curious to do with you. And that is to look at that word business and ask you what, what comes up? Like, uh, what's the definition of business? And I mean, like the deep Shan inside real deal, real, real truth story about what do you think business is? Like, what's the definition? Hmm. Well, I think business is really, really beautiful uh, because it's my background and because I've been in business for so long. I think that, and I have done quite a bit of work on my money story and and what I've brought, what I kind of bring into that. Uh, but I think that business has the power to really move mountains, and and I think that to use it for good and to use it to grow and really kind of align with who you are and what your impact is with the world. Like I, I think that business, um, is brilliant. And I, you know, I, to use the word dabble, I did dabble slightly in the, in the nonprofit world. I was founder and executive director of a nonprofit bringing yoga and uh, meditation to marginalized members of our community. And, it was cool and it was, you know, it was really beautiful. And yet I coming from a business background, I felt very uh, almost strangled in that role because there was so much red tape around it. And there was so much like, Oh, well we need quorum and everybody needs to be here and we need to vote. And no, you can't commit to doing yoga with this person without, you know, meeting in three months. And, and while I know that there's, so much good in the nonprofit realm. And it's, I, I bow to the nonprofit world. I did feel like a business that has heart. And I, I do believe that a business that is anchored into something bigger than themselves and bigger than, you know, the bottomless dollar can absolutely move mountains and change communities. And so that for me, I'm like, I feel that in my bones. I, I feel business in my bones But Mm. what I do come up against is, you know, as somebody who never finished school, as somebody with ADD, ADHD, I always really struggled in the academic world. And I will diminish myself in there because I don't have an MBA because I never went to university because I never finished school. Um, So I... I, it's almost like a double-edged sword where I feel like I'm unworthy to be in business. And, and then to throw another wrench in it, money 
is interesting because I really grew up with like a scarcity thing. Uh, Mm. you know, didn't have, didn't, didn't grow up with money at all and kind of had this story of like money is the root of all evil. And, you know, I hate money. I hate money. I actually used to say that I hate money. And well, who, who said that first? Um, I mean, I, I know that it for sure came from my father. Um, uh, yeah. And I think just around of like, always hearing that, that, you know, money sucks and, and, uh, and not having much of it. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, that's but a- look, but look there. So just, so just looking there as, as, um, as a example of, I hate money mm-hmm. isn't something your eight year old self would have said. No, no. So it didn't come from you. No. And, and though it's been there maybe lingering, in the background for so long that you think it's you, but it's just, it's just, uh, first of all, it's wallpaper in the background that you can always take off mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. and paint a lovely, you know, Coral salmon color. Totally. Let's repaint it. Yes. The same color. Okay. So um, tell me just a little bit about your mom. What was your mom's role in all of that? In the oh, money man. conversation? My mom, is a huge inspiration in business for me. So we had no money growing up. Uh, They were really young when they had us. They got divorced really early. And it was kind of this massive juggle, you know, going back and forth and living on the opposite sides of the country. Um, And my mom had no money when we were young. She has these stories of, you know, trying to actually like dig through the the, the cushions to find money to get groceries. And, and, you know, my dad, like where we lived for a long time growing up, we call it cockroach towers. Um, just like, just nasty, uh, in, in Vanier in Ottawa. Um, but then my mom, you know, kind of grew up and, 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 and worked really hard and started her own business. And she's, she's very successful. And she, she, it's been very beautiful to see because she is, I, even if I talk to her about business, she had said to me once, like, you know, giving her an idea in business. And she said, dream bigger. Like what else you got? Mm, what else you got for me? Dream that. bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and she's always really kind of game and, and she doesn't have a scarcity complex, you know, like she spends it, she, 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 she spends it and she spends it on her family. And, and that's something that I've kind of aspired to be uh, to tell a different story. So she, she's been a massive part of that for me of Mm. how, how can I reframe it? Mm -hmm. And then your dad though, has the, I hate money story. There's a bit of a, uh, some anger there. Yeah, no, uh, he's like the least angry person in the world. He's the most Mm. incredible person in (laughs) the world, but he always says he never had any money. Uh, mm-hmm. and he says to me, like, don't take adv- money advice from me. Cause I don't, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think he's got some issues with money for sure. And like so many people. And- well, yeah. I, I mean, you want to talk, you want to find the pain in people, just ask them about money or their mother. It's wow. like right yeah. there. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I know my mother used to say all the time, if it's not one thing, it's your mother. <laughs> wow. That's I awesome. like that. I, 
I like to, like she said it as, as in, you know, it's a problem, but I always like to think that maybe I could spin that around. Maybe I can change the tide on that saying and make it be, if it's not one thing, it's your mother. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I'm a mother. So God help me. So, um, yeah. So between your mom and your dad though, there was some split energy around money. Yeah. It divided. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, they split physically, uh, so young, like I was two, I think. So I don't have Mm. many memories around that, but definitely different philosophies around money and, and that energy around it energy, like it's a split energy. uh, Mm -hmm. And that my mom, my mom, as you know, she, it's energy and it's currency and you need to let Mm -hmm. it flow. And, and I really feel that way. And that's why I feel like I have, you know, had some relative success because I'm like, spend it but spend it in a beautiful way and help your community and, you know, support local and, and, and don't hold on to it. Like it's this finite thing, like move it. Cause then it can trust to come back to you. But I still do have some little lingering issues around money and Pete will always call me on it. Cause, mm-hmm. cause he doesn't have that at all. Um, oh, he's like your Buddha husband. He's, oh, yeah. yeah. I could kill him. I could just kill him for that. <laughs> he's all flow. Yeah. Um, he's all flow and he no, is. yeah, exactly. Okay. So, so, um, let's just go, go in a little bit here. So in this split energy of, uh, dream bigger abundance and, um, the scarcity confusion, uh, of your parents, there is a split energy that you were exposed to. So you were in the environment of it, whether you were around them physically or not, that they, that's your inherited legacy, right? coming from mm. each of these people. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's all very beautiful and innocent and lovely and productive. So, um, but when you look at it a certain way, I, one of the things that I, I identified early in this conversation is just some places that they're like potholes that you drive over without really noticing that it's rattling your cage. Hmm. And it's little things like calling yourself a dabbler or calling yourself somebody who doesn't know what they're doing or somebody yeah. who's, you know, finding their, her sea legs. So, you know, listen, I'm double downing on you on this conversation because of your incredible capacity for loving our planet and loving people and producing beautiful pieces of art that make people feel just so um, wrapped in love and that sweet essence of purity and nature and having people be able to reclaim the wild within themselves. You have that capacity. You do that. You do that like without even like rolling over before, you know, I don't know, before you even your feet hit the floor in the morning, like you're, that's who you are. I, I do not see myself in that way. So thank you for saying that. So what's, what stops you? So like, that's what, so we're, you know what, here's the thing is the sink. I can't, my analogy game is off this morning, but you're already doing this. So what stops you from seeing it? What, and it has something to do with this humble pie bullshit. There's something there. What, what is it? Was there something that you saw that happened that somebody got taken down a notch or you want to eat your, you know, just desserts or eat your humble pie? Like, was there a message that you got in, in that kind of vein? Mm. Fishing. Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know. I think I have never, ever thought about this before, but I think maybe like what comes to mind is really struggling in school, really struggling Mm. with, uh, 
you know. Oh, someone told you you're something. Somebody said a oh, teacher. Somebody somebody said, sure. Shannon, you're a what? What did they say you are? Well, lots. School's not for you. University's not for you. That's not the path that you're okay. taking. Stuff like that. Fine. Like, but what did they say about you? I, you're not a, or you are a. I'm not. I'm not good enough. I, I, you're not good enough. Yeah, I'm not good enough. And yeah, I mean that's all. That always plays the part, right? Like how how can I make myself smaller? And uh, when people say, you know, that they. I, I, the, the most beautiful comment once, uh, that someone gave me once when I was like hiding or something, and he's like, people want to see more of you, not less of you. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I don't feel that way. Right. And even with, even in this moment right now, like I want to hide under this blanket that's on me. Like I, and, and I, I always feel that way if I speak or even come at out. shows, like if I come out, yeah, no, or if I'm going to come out, I'm going to take a quick peek and then I'm going to hide back. Um, cause mm-hmm. I, I want to participate and I want to be with people, but, and I want to, I want to create beautiful things and I want to make offerings into the world and I want to connect with people and I want to show people what I've learned and I want to learn from them. But I, I also, there's also a level of really wanting to hide and feeling like who the fuck do you think you are? Well, yeah. If you want to show, make and share, you're not going to be able to do that while hiding. I, I feel that. Yes. And I, there's been a level of me being able to hide behind Pete. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I have this, you know, this poignant memory or just this picture in my mind. So we used to run uh, yoga in the park in our, in our community. And I mean, it was our studios in a small community, like 30,000 people. Um, but yoga in the park, every Wednesday, there was like 400 people that would come and it was, you know, it was great. It was successful and it was really beautiful. And, and, uh, Pete and I would always teach and he's just so comfortable, right? He, he's, he's not self-conscious. He's, he's just not. And, you know, I would be hiding in the car until the moment I had to teach because I can't have anybody looking at me. Even is, and as soon as I would walk into a yoga room, first thing, get in Shavasana, don't look at me. Because if I'm going to say anything impactful or beautiful, you cannot be looking at me because I'm going to die if you're watching me. It's like this really weird thing. And Pete's just like, who are you? Like, just come out. Like, why are you literally mm. hiding? But it's just this weird thing. And so uh, I, 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 I feel like he, he, he's been a bit of a crutch in that way because I can kind of prop him up. Like this is Anupaya. And you know, I'm in, I'm like the face of Anupaya on social media, but in terms of like people to people face to face, Pete is just comfortable who, with who he is. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. Whereas, Well, he has an I am statement. He has, I am. Oh, he what? would say, I am, and then there's a blank. He doesn't need to fill it. He just is right. who he is. He would just get <laughs> well, all yogi on us. <laughs> very, though very likely, it is so ingrained in him that you're right. He doesn't need a word. But the, the thing is, is that if you go back to, um, what do you think it was, grade seven, eight, nine, seven, eight, mm, nine, somewhere in there? Yeah. What? what when was it? Yeah, I would say exactly around that time, grade seven, grade six, seven, eight. Like, yeah. So what, like pick, pick which one, wh- which one had the most impact? Oh God, I moved so much. I can't even remember the schools. Like I have to really remember the school. Yeah. I think grade seven. 
Okay. So grade sure. seven, like mm-hmm. junior high, right? Like yeah. middle school, whatever, yeah. junior high. Mm-hmm. You had a teacher or a mentor or somebody or a, mm-hmm. even a teacher's assistant who said, um, uh, gave you a very declarative statement that you are like my husband was, is, uh, you know, he has quite a, he's quite self-assured and it took him a long time though, to get over this <laughs> statement that one of his teachers made bless teachers out there. And mm. sometimes they're very human and oh, they yeah. say things that yeah. stick. Right. Mm-hmm. So this one teacher, I guess my husband was, was acting out and the teacher came over and grabbed him, grabbed the both edges of his desk and lifted the whole desk system up and looked him in the eye and said, Anderson, you're going to be a garbage man. Uh, and so he had that, yeah. he kind of had that I'm, I'm low life. I'm low, low level, low life. And it, it, um, it's interesting though, how that I am statement. And so what he would have said is I am, I wonder what he would have said, like I am low or low life or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, it does play a role. It's like a thread that we keep picking up. So what was the message that mm. y- you got that you trans translated very innocently into an I am statement? Man, uh, I don't know. I, you know, I can think of a couple teachers. I can think of a guidance counselor. I can think of a therapist. I can think of a mm. best friend's mm-hmm. mother. Mm. Um, oh, yes. And, and they all said something yeah, with a similar she's, resonance. She's trash. You know, you don't, don't hang out with her. I she's was trash. I think. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, and I kind of was though. I wasn't, I wasn't a great kid. You think you were. Well, I, I was, I was, I wasn't exactly a model student or daughter back then, you know, I was pretty messed up. So, but I think mm. that then I just kept, kept telling that story. Like I remember saying to my dad once, so my grandpa wasn't a very good man. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I worshiped him as a kid. He lived in Thai, mm. he lived in Thailand, he lived in Mexico and I worshiped him and I was obsessed with going to Thailand to, to meet him and see him. And I had met him before, but, uh, you know, he was, he wasn't, he wasn't a good father to, to, to my dad or my aunts and uncle. And, um, but I considered him and my, and my uncle, they were like the black sheep and, and, my uncle would kind of confirm that like you will, you're like us or you're, you're the black sheep too. And, and I would say that to my dad and he would say that in a way of like camaraderie, you know? And I remember I would say that to my dad, like, I just don't fit with our family. And, and I remember my dad saying like, you're the only one who feels that way. You know, like we all just, Mm -hmm. we just, we love you. Like we, Mm. we celebrate that you're different. Um, But I always just had this thing of like, I don't, belong with you guys. I'm way too dark and twisted. And, and, and it wasn't, I think, I think it was meeting Pete and I think it was having children probably of being like, actually that isn't, I'm not going to be a drug addict. I'm not going to be a degenerate. I'm not going to leave my kids. I'm not going to whatever. I'm actually like, mm-hmm. I'm a, you made new choices. Yeah. I'm like, I'm an adult and I'm actually a good person, but I still, that's still even a hard thing for me to imagine, right? Because it's like the story that I always told that I'm the bad kid. I'm the one in the smoking section. I'm the one who's like, yeah, let's get high. Let's whatever it is like, and that's so not me anymore. But that was the story of like junior high and high school, right? And I think that that, I think, honestly, like the whole, 
ADD. This is like when like Ritalin was coming out, you know, I think that that was like a big thing for me of like feeling like it was just so different back then too. I mean, I, I think it was totally accepted to just, you know, all in, but I feel like that was this moment of like, I can't fit in this box being put in like special education and into spec ed and, and taking like a different track than other people. And, 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 and years later within, with, as a parent within myself and seeing my, my, my child, who's very similar to me, my middle child and has the same struggles in school. And yet the kid is brilliant. Like the kid mm-hmm. is just whip smart. And he's just, he, he thinks differently though. And I, and I feel like I kind of got ripped off a bit, you know, because I, the only, the only subject I ever excelled in was right was English. Um, but I just struggled with other things. And yet if I had been kind of allowed to explore and to move my body and to not sit in these chairs, you know, and to, mm. to make noise and to whatever I needed to do and to get outside. But I think when you, when you don't fit into that box, when you're that, you know, that square peg in the round hole, like you just start to see, like, I don't fit here. Um, and I think that that's probably come with me into adulthood. I try not to, and I do actually see those as gifts now is the first time. Like I remember, Mm -hmm. I remember Pete saying like that, it was it that 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 my struggles were actually like my superpower you know he was like yes the fact that you do think differently is why you're like this and it was the very first time that he said and he's like you have empathy for other people and and mm-hmm. you are i'm super gritty and that and that is something that i can i can i i do agree with that i I can get back up. I can keep taking hits and I can get back up. And, and I think that it is actually what's, what's, you know, it's like the, 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 it's not talent, like effort counts twice, you know, like it's so great to Mm. be talented, but you better believe that the people who are like the most famous cellists in the world, like, yeah, they were talented, but they worked their ass off so much more because natural ability is only one small thing. But if you are, if you have grit and if you get up and you're going to keep working at it. And I do think that that is where my struggles that's, it came from that struggle. And it took me a very long time, 35 years, 36 years to kind of be like, shit. Hey, like, (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're showing to um, this, this, uh, there's almost a righteousness around a timeline that you should, you should have had it better than when you were in junior high, you know, you should have had it, but you, you got, what did you say? You're, you got the short end of the stick or you kind of got a bad mm-hmm. rap mm-hmm. and yet imagine, imagine it like this. What if, what if you didn't go through that? Would you be able to have the same level of grit and empathy that you have now? No, no. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a funny thing when, when we think of our lives in this um, continuum of birth to death, that it's this straight line and that things should, you know, uh, like un- unfold like a red carpet. It, it doesn't really go like that nearly at all. And, I know that I'm, my hope is that by the time I lay on my deathbed, that I look at it like this most fabulous wild journey. Mm-hmm. And it feels like that's what you're all about too. The wild journey. Uh, it's, it's, you know, Anupaya, like the, the, the meaning of Anupaya. So it's a Sanskrit term and it means the pathless path. And that's 
and you know it can be interpreted in different ways and the way that i see anupaya is different than what pete sees but for me that is exactly what it is you know you're stumbling along and you think that your journey should look like that person over there because they're so shiny and perfect and but actually like you're on this path and you're you're skinning your knees and you got you get you know beat up and and then you get back up and you keep going but it's yours right it's brilliant and it's effervescent and it's real and it's raw and it's um i i i really resonate with like the grit in that journey i i i definitely still have some work to do on it but you know it's like the underdog that you're cheering for like well yeah except that yeah oh my gosh yeah. I listen, you, there's so much texture and so much, um, so much like it's a big, beautiful, I love those kind of tapestries or those kind of, um, uh, quilts that are made out of old bits of, you know, denim mm-hmm. and then a beautiful doily and, you know, all the things like it's like that. So the texture is, is really rich and beautiful. It's the, it's the declarative I am statements that are still sort of present that are, that are hard in your tapestry that are, that are firm, that are like a solid mass. That's what it feels like uh, energetically. And it feels like if there is an underdog, that means there's an overdog or, you know, if there is a powerless, that means that there's a powerful, there's, there's something about, about that dynamic uh, that may have come from that split energy between your parents of your mom being a big dreamer and your dad being, you know, confused or lost Mm -hmm. about money. So I'm that, that Anupaya, that pathless path, you you know, that, that is that effortless flow between all of it. It's the both. And you can be, you get to be, you have the right and the privilege to be confused and lost and scared. And you also have the privilege and the right to be found and a big dreamer and full of abundance. It's both. And (sighs) yes, I know it's that, that, that Carl Jung, right? That shadow work. Like you, if, if, if my biggest fear is being a narcissist, well, then there's probably some narcissism there, but there is also, I hope so. God, there's, but, but then there's the opposite, right? There's the humility and then there it's, it is both. And, and that can be hard to, to feel because there's, especially with someone who feels like this stormy, accident or whatever it's like to Mm -hmm. feel like oh there's also this shiny part and 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 it's true and it's real and i do know that of course logically i know that but it's what is very deep within me of like this sense of worthiness or not being enough not looking the way that i should look not being the size that i should be not being smart enough not coming from like the right background or whatever it is all these like cuts that you take over time, but then no, but you're that and you're the other it, that it, I, it, it both it's and both. And that's very hard mm-hmm. to, it's hard to wrestle with that sometimes. Like I, I see it, I, I can see it in front of me. Of course, of mm-hmm. course, that's what I am. Cause that's what everyone mm-hmm. is because I see that within everyone. I, I, you know, like even if, like the shit hits the fan in business sometimes and you got to crack a couple eggs to make an omelet. And like, sometimes stuff is a little bit difficult in business and moments are hard and conversations are difficult. And I'm just like, I don't even hold shit against people because it's like, if someone messes up or stumbles, like I just, 
I so understand that. And I so know that it's, you are also something else. You're not just this moment or this decision or this argument. Right. There's right. so many other things. And, 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 and that's taken me a long time. And I think that that's where the empathy comes from of, you know, messing up a lot myself, but it can be hard to do that for yourself. Right. When you're like, a little bit hard on yourself, I think. Well, yeah, it, I was just going to say, it feels like you hold yourself to a higher standard. Yeah, of course. Impossible standard, mm-hmm. I think. Well, you know, it's interesting. You're just, the way that you describe business about, you know, making mistakes and, and having hard conversations and cracking eggs, you know, all that, it's actually no different than the cellist. The cellist. You know, the yeah. cellist is out there working her ass off to be the best in the world. And yeah, she's talented. And wow, she can produce beautiful music. But it doesn't mean that her fingers don't bleed. And it doesn't mean that she doesn't yell at her teacher from time to time or storm out of her classroom or, you know, we're not we're not criticizing her for that journey. Yeah, because boy, she makes beautiful art. Oh God. Like uh, the geniuses of the world, right? Like mm. you get, don't they break your heart oh, and just move God. you to the core? I and know. And you forgive them for everything. It's like, absolutely. Because it's, it's, so why is it different for you? I think it's different for you because you've put yourself into the realm of business. Hmm. But if you it- were an artist, would you feel this way? If you were simply an art, like, and I mean simply an artist, an artist for the sake of being an artist. Yeah. Yeah. Would I, I don't know. I mean, would I, 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 and I I don't feel like I'm necessarily that hard on myself, but I feel like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it is business, maybe because business is like old boys club. Right. And, And well, okay. So I asked you a question a little bit ago about what you define business as, and you did a beautiful job of doing your positive version of what business is for you. And you said some really, really beautiful things about it. You said business is beautiful. It moves mountains. It, and when it's aligned mm-hmm. to purpose, it does really incredible things. But you also have a shadow side of what you believe or what you think you believe business is. So what this, this exercise is, is called is that so- sometimes, well, let me, I'll just share with you that I had the word coach filed under a different name. I had it filed under greedy, faker, um, manipulator, advice giver, (laughs) deep down inside. And it was taking me out. And I had a really hard time even using the word coach. I'm a like it'd come out sideways, like an alien speaking through me. So I needed to refile and with the help of my, my teacher and my community of, of um, amazing people, I, they, we all sort of generated, what does coach actually mean? So I had this, this sort of um, twisted version of a definition. And I would say that if, if anyone ever gets glitchy about a word, it's likely that they've filed it under a different meaning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a projection, right? If it triggers you, that's it. It's a projection. There's something that you haven't dealt with in there. Like exactly. And, or someone has taught you that that's what it is. So for me, what I was doing was I was looking out into the world through comparative, a comparative lens. And I was looking at other coaches and I was getting resentful and mad and how dare they, you know, they're making all this money and mad. They're so greedy. Like it was all coming in like this, this weird back door side side window that I didn't realize was open stuff. And it was, it was sort of messing 
messing with me. So I had to refile it and actually reclaim the proper correct definition for me about what a coach means. And so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll share with you what I mean by that, but, but I'd love to hear from you about what you filed business under something. And my, my hunch is, is that the definition is a bit split, split energy for you. There's something, there's something a bit, you know, uh, in there about business. So t- tell me, what is your shadowy side to say business mm-hmm. is? Uh, greedy. Yeah. Untrustworthy, you know, like profit at any cost. Yeah. Uh, and just unethical um, and cutthroat, you know, for sharks and, yeah. and, uh, and in a world that I really don't belong I think to mm. a masculine world and a very uh, intelligent world. Um, but I do think that a lot of it does come from the money thing because I still have that money stuff, you know, like yeah. I, like I used to tell people, like, I don't like people with money. I even, <laughs> even though I love money, like bring it to me because I'm going to, like, I, I'm going to be a rich motherfucker. I am because <laughs> yes. the world can trust me with it. Like I want to move mountains. I want to clean up a million pounds of garbage. Like I want to. I want to do oh, so Oh, you're going to exhaust yourself. Like, do you just like fall down at the end of the day, just like drooling, oh, exhausted? I die. I die. Pete has to like carry me, you know, if I'm on like a big push in business, like he knows, mm. you know, like there's no, like, he's like, he has to like basically feed me. I'm just like in my tunnel. And then at the end of it, it's like, yeah, I absolutely have a crash and burn mentality. And that's my very like addictive personality coming out of like, I'm, I got to birth this thing. I can't even stop. Like, don't even don't at me with anything like and, 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 <laughs> however healthy that is, but that is how I, sometimes I work, but I, 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 I've brought this energy sometimes into it where even with stuff like, okay. So a perfect example is our hats, our Canadian made fedoras, which are stunning. I love them. They're so beautiful. Every major hat company that you can think of right now, every big, beautiful fedora company, they manufacture in China. However, they spin it. Made by our friends in Inner Mongolia means made in China. And, <laughs> and, 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 and that's okay. That's not like, that's not a knock. I know that overseas manufacturing needs to happen sometimes. And because like a lot, there's a lot of time you just can't manufacture stuff in Canada. You can't find it. But so we have these hats and for our hats to be a profitable margin for us, they would need to be sold for $50 more. But a, I don't think they're worth that. But also I have this fear of only being tailored to people who have money. Mm. Like I'm just like, Oh, exclusive. Oh, I want to barf. You hate that word. Don't you? (laughs) It's like the the men's club jacket or whatever. Mm. Like it's like, no, ew. I, I, I want it to be the most inclusive. I want people who don't necessarily have a lot of money to, 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 to be able to participate in Anupaya. And yet we're moving into this thing where there is this polarity of like, okay, I want my ethics to line up in business. 
people want it to say made in Canada, but they want to pay made in China prices. And it can be a really hard thing. And I still haven't figured out how to navigate that conversation because it has to be a conversation. But okay, it's let me t- I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you a little cute little story anecdote that I heard the other day. So uh, hopefully this lands. Mm -hmm. So there's, um, I don't know the name of it. There is a jazz bar in New York that was created a number of years ago, I think several decades ago, that um, I heard about this through a guy named Derek Sivers. And Derek Sivers tells the story about this jazz bar that was created. And it was kind of revolutionary. Like these people um, were real fans of the music and the craft of music. And they really um, appreciated what music does for people. And so they they also really appreciated the artistry and the, and the hard work that the artists had to, to do to get up there on stage and sing. So they created this, this uh, club that was a no talking club. You were allowed to come, but you weren't allowed to talk. And if you talked, you got kicked out. Wow. It's an exclusive club. Yeah. It's exclusive for musicians and appreciate the people who appreciate the craft of music mm-hmm. and you don't fuck around. Yeah. You get kicked out. Yeah. So there's something for you to convert. Cause I can, I can feel you just like <laughs> about this, <laughs> about this, ex- this word exclusive. But what if the word exclusive meant something else? And so listen, we're still on the topic of redefining business. So somewhere in the word business, you have um, this exclusive word. You've got um, this worth or worthiness. You've got money in there. You've got um, intelligence and not like um, not like n- nature intelligence, but mm-hmm. more like I'm smarter than you. You've got IQ in there. Yeah. You've got masculinity. You've got I don't belong. You've got sharks, profit at any cost, untrustworthy, greedy. Those are the, that's the resonance of, listen, you're doing honest work right now, by the way. This is, this is what's called honest work. So is this what business means? Well, of of course not. You know, people are, you know, looking up the Webster's dictionary and saying, um, Shan, like, (laughs) did you know? And, and yet, we can have uh, we can have what uh, marriage means. We could have what parenting means. We could have what um, being an environmentalist means. You know, we could have all of those things have different energetic meanings. And this is your energetic imprint on business. So let's go and really dig in and find what does business actually mean for you. What does it actually mean? Not for you, but even from you, like the real you, the soul, the spirit, the not tangible, this dark hair, big brown eyes version of you. Do you know what I mean? So not the, not the ego stuff, but the spirit stuff. What does, what does business mean? What is it really? (sighs) I, I mean, like my very best self would say that it's just, it's, it's beautiful. It's art. It's, it's, it's an offering. It's, it's, you know, laying, laying yourself out in a vulnerable way and trying to create meaning and connection with people and for business for, for what I want Anupaya to be is making ethical choices, being able to make a living doing what I want, feeling like. Yeah. And that's where you go sideways. I just, you just went into a pothole. You, you were doing so good. And then to dunk, you What's went. What's the to dunk? 
you, the dunk went, you said, um, business is beautiful. It's art. It's offering. It's vulnerable. It's, there's meaning. And what I want to do with Anupaya is, mm, 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 mm. so you actually went into ego work there. Hmm. But you see here, here's the thing is that, um, what coaching means to me is it's, uh, grace, it's greatness. It's a metamorphosis. It's a gift. That's Mm. what period, not what I can do with it, not what I want it to be, not what I think I can do with it. That's just what it means to me. Like that's just what it means, period. Not even to me. Like who's me? Who's thinking? Yeah. Mm. So if, when you, you said like business is beautiful art, an offering, it has meaning, it's an offering. Like that's actually, if you even just stay there, that business is an offering. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's clarity, right? It's, it's alignment. It's, it's, I, I have found that when I get that, it's like a tap, right? It's like a garden hose. Like you, you, it's flowing. Like when you're doing your purpose, you're doing your work, what you said with grace, like it's the water is just flowing and you're, you're standing under that tap and it's just like, and then all of a sudden, Oh, you tell a little story, you kink the hose and it just is like, that's right. Dribbling down. It's like you step, you step, (laughs) you step out of the tap, you know? And that's, that that's it because I, I, I bring And just as easily you can un- Uns- totally. like to step off of it just as easily. Totally. I read this thing the other day that was like, you didn't have a bad day or maybe you did have a bad day, but did you just have maybe 20 minutes that was bad? And then you made the choice to let it pool into the rest of your day with your, you know, your words and your languaging that hit me like so heavily because I storm around with the kids and no one helped me with this and blah, blah, blah. you guys are fighting and I'm dying. And it's like, actually, okay, that moment was crappy, but this moment is like, it's the most beautiful, you know, luminous moment if I want it to be. And, and, and if you say so, if I say so, yeah. not even if you want it to be just, if you say so, yeah. I mean, like th- this isn't going to be like, please be careful of gratitude shaming. I don't, it's not that, mm-hmm. but, but, but we can also look at, you know, beautiful people like Victor Frankl who wrote, you know, mm-hmm. man's search for mm-hmm. meaning. Yeah. He does. He made that choice. Yeah. He, it wasn't circumstances or 10% what happens to you, 90% how you respond to it. Right. Totally. That's what he said. Yeah. And also just what you say it is. So the the words that come out of your mouth, which is why I'm, or out of your mouth, out of your mind, the words that come out of your mind are the ones that shape and form your entire life. So if you have in your mind that business is greedy, untrustworthy, profit at any cost, sharks, right? I don't belong. It's masculine. It's IQ. It's all money. It's, I, I, you have to, you have to earn your stripes, like all that. Yeah, it's exclusive. Like if those words are in your mind, then then there isn't really much space for that. Business is beautiful. It's art. It's an offering. And you know what? When I listen to you talk about about business, what I I get this real simplicity. There's this, there's this lovely um, simplicity. Okay, so if I was to reflect on what business is from what I hear from you, it's the courage to act without waiting. It's the ability to produce and create 
an offering that flows from you to the person who wants it the most. Mm. Just period, end of story. Like really, a business to me from you sounds a lot like a mission. You're on a mission. You're on a mission to clean up the world and and create beauty, period. Mm. It's, yeah, it's so, when I get in that, and, and that it is pretty easy to get there with the one pound promise, you know, to focus on something bigger. Uh, yeah, but then business takes you out. So then the, you, yeah, you're all true. good there. It's true. Yeah. Because I, when I, when I, when I, when, 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 oh my God, I'm standing up. I'm pacing now. When I, <laughs> when I, when I, going to start pacing, I just kick my chair back when like, the arms <laughs> but it's true because when I'm dying right now, when I taught and like, I had never really thought about this before, but it's like, when I talk about business, I, I really need to almost couch it. It's like, no, okay, so yeah, I own Anupaya, but what Anupaya really is, is a social enterprise. We're not, we're not like that mm. business. We're this business. We're, th- we're bigger than this and we're this and we're that. And it's so lovely and fluffy. And please like me, like me, like me, like me. Mm. Because I want to move so far away from like, I'm not greedy. I promise. I want, I'm doing this for good. Now I'm going to hide. I'm going to say it and then I'm going to hide. Instead of just being like, you know what? This person said this about me once and I... I, I thought about it yesterday, actually. Someone I had never met came into my yoga studio, an older woman came into my first yoga studio and she never introduced herself. She was also a yoga teacher in the community and I must've been nice to her. Like just, she came to do a yoga class and you know, I'm, I'm friendly and happy and stoked. And, and afterwards, a friend of mine told me this woman, it was probably like a year later. She said, this woman, um, she told me that she said about you that you're more of a business owner than a yogi. Mm -hmm. And she was teaching yoga classes in like the basement of a community, a community center. And, you know, my yoga studio was a studio and, and, and it really killed me because I have always like yoga has changed my life, you know, and, 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 and everything, everything has been around yoga. I'm not talking about postures, but like yoga, my whole, our whole life, our whole, the way we raise our children, everything has been around this beautiful practice that has changed and shaped everything. And to have someone, it was like, she's trying to take away my light. It was like, Oh, well, she, yeah, she's, yeah, she teaches yoga, but she's a business owner. And it was like in a horrible way that she said that. And, Mm. and I just, I, I, and this was 10, this was 10 years ago. And I remembered it again, just like, it really hurt me because I felt like it's like, oh, well, business is bad you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, how about this? When I was um, working as a coach for a tech company in New York, and I was leading personal development work for them. And I got, a, a, there was a survey that was sent around about the work that I'd been doing with them. And the comment that I got was, um, was like a, like a rating of, you know, very low or whatever. And with it was the comment, oh, she's just a glorified yoga teacher. So now my friend, isn't that interesting? Mm. I got glorified yoga teacher and it took me out. You got, you're a businesswoman and it took you out. Yeah. It killed me. So wait, hang on just a minute. Wait, hold the phone. 
What's wrong with either of those sentences is all of our mindset. It's all of the framework of our listening. It was when I heard that I was like, ouch. And then I went, Woo! Yeah, that's amazing. I oh no, I think she said I'm a glorified, overqualified yoga teacher, and I was like, "Damn, she good." I'm glad she se- sees that. Yeah. I'm glad she recognizes that I'm overqualified. It's true. So I hope, I wish, I wish for you that you would look at this and say, "Wow, yes, I bring business to the yoga world." <sighs> I wish I could go back into that moment because it's like, no, you get to take it now. You get to have it now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you get to. It's that's the thing about your mind doesn't hold on to past, present, future. It doesn't. It's just in constant mm-hmm. flow. Mm-hmm. And you know the the word flow keeps coming up for me for you. That all that business is is an offering that flows from me to you. Business is an offering that flows from me to you. And you, like rain, you can go inside and hide from it, or you can stand out there and catch it in your mouth. Like that's that's it. Like people are always, I think we forget that people are always in choice. (laughs) They get to, and you're, you're kind of blocking them from that. Like you're saying like buy my stuff, but, but, but please make sure you buy it in a certain way that has me restore and maintain my view of myself. (laughs) Comes with all these conditions. Just let them buy it. Yeah, it's just, I, it, it's, it, it's so, it, why do I, I do complicate it so much, you know? And I think that, that there, there, there's some, will be some hesitancy on what I want to do and where I want to go because I'm worried about, I mean, the, the whole manufacturing overseas is a huge, is a huge thing because I can't get. I, yeah, of course. But, I, but stop with, I can't stop with, I can't. It's all about what can you bring back flow. Like I get that there is challenges for sure. I get that. But let me just ask you this. It's going to be maybe a, a confronting question, but do you have enough? In, in, in what realm? <laughs> yes. Just yes, answer the every, question. Yeah. Yeah. I do more than enough so yeah. much. S- right. And, and that isn't a shaming question. It's just a simple question. Do you have enough? And if you come from, I have enough what can I do now? And that will maybe restore you from having to fight rage against the machine. You raging against the machine. machine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but your raging against the machine comes from that you can't fit in and you'll always rage because you'll always feel like you, you don't fit in. But now here's the thing, Shan. So in with yoga, okay, so again, this reflection, yoga and business kind of divided you. 400 people showed up for you because they loved you and you attracted them. And yet some aspect of that number of people or 400 people showing up and looking at you made the business aspect of it real. If it was all just yoga and kumbaya, you would have been fine. But if but the fact that it was business probably divided you, split your energy and had you just get a little glitchy, a little weird, a little, hey, I need to hang out in the car. So there's something that divides you, glitches you in, in your love and your business. And if you were to integrate the two, your love and your business, what would give you, what would that give you the power to be? Remember that business is beautiful art and offering it's vulnerable it has meaning there's clarity there's alignment there's focus so when that meets your love what does that give you the power to be 
I don't know. I, you know, I maybe like stepping into a bigger role that I feel like. I've, That's your doing. That's doing. Sure. But what does it give you the power to be? Confident, you know, not constantly feeling like I am, I don't belong. Like the jig is going to be up pretty soon. Everyone's going to find out like she's a degenerate and she doesn't know what she's doing. (laughs) That's long gone. That's long gone. You just, you have in your left hand. So if you even just do it in your left hand is is your business. It's your, it's your business. It's business, which is beautiful art. Even tap your fingers. It's beautiful. It's art. It's an offering. It's clarity. It's focus. Yeah. It's those five things. And you take your other hand, your right hand, and you have your flow, your love, your alignment, your empathy, your compassion. You put all of those things and you interlace your fingers and they're woven together. What does that now give you the power to be? I don't know. Wealthy, successful, happy, graceful, uh, present, like just here, I guess maybe feeling like worthy. I I, I feel like I heard it. I don't, I I don't know. (laughs) I want to hide. (laughs) I know I'm pushing you. I'm pushing you right into the center of who you are. And um, let me just, I, I feel like I heard it. So let's just, I'm going to ask it to you and you're going to just listen from your body. Does it give you the power to be here? I mean, yeah, I, I guess it's the letting go of this, everything that I, I bring about myself or business, you know? Yeah, like- stop all that doing, stop all that, stop all that. So you've got your fingers interlaced and it gives you the power to be what? Present. Mm -hmm. Connected to myself. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting (laughs) for the the puck to drop. I can't. This is the hardest part. I know. And it's, you know, what's interesting is that you've been working with your two hands and I'm asking you to interlace them together. I just feel like maybe just like this synchronicity where it just comes, it's easier. It's, 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 Mm. there's, I, I guess I want to use the word that you've been using where it's flow. Like there's no longer Mm. too much polarity of what I think I deserve and what I actually am. Mm. I don't maybe centered just. Mm -hmm. You're, you're using really beautiful words and they're all words that you've heard and there may be, maybe they're Pete's words, but what's no, your, Pete what's would be your struggling word? with the word? Pete would be getting an uh, A plus right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me. We could find, there was, a, there was a show, um, uh, how I met your mother. And there was this, always this scene where Lily would say to Robin, where's the poop Robin, you know, she'd put on this like happy face and everything. I, we'd be able to find the poop with Pete. Trust oh, me. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, oh yeah. There's lots so, of shit there. You, you can stop glorifying. <laughs> <laughs> but what, but so yeah, like I, I, there's a, there's a power that's already in you 
that you've been dancing around a little bit. You've been, um, you've been doing this jig and it's, it's, a it looks, listen, from the outside, it looks so honorable and honest and vulnerable and all those things. And yet it kind of wire tires you out. It, it, it's worn you out a little. So what it, what would give you a sense of strong footing? Like, here I am. Like what would have you step out of that car and, and be seen by 400 people? What would have, what would, what, what do you need to remember that you have the power to be what? Myself, I guess not, uh, not hiding, not, not perfect. That like the idea that I could just be me like that, that kind of ease in my own skin. I don't even just the thought of that makes me uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. coming together. Cause you're thinking skin deep, go much, much deeper. This idea of your power, by the way, it's the thing that you had before you got your face. It's the thing you'll have the day you die. It'll just go out of you, like with your spirit. It's got nothing to do with your performance. Mm -hmm. It's got nothing to do with your doing. It's got nothing to do with your checks and balances. Mm -hmm. Just mm, the essence of who I am, right? Of Mm -hmm. just being enough. And it's not like it um, being the power to be myself is a is sounds good, and yet who is that? So that's that's what we're asking. Like uh, what? Make it simple. Like say to your mind, we're going to make this simple mind, but that you're, all you're doing is looking at the flow, two rivers flow, converge into one and a babbling brook of business and the, and the little sweet Creek of who you really are. And they converge and they give you the power to, you know, power up your mission. What is that power to be what? I just, to be myself, I think. To I know that you said the power to be myself. What is that? Just mm-hmm. un like stripped down, not feeling apologetic or having to make myself smaller. Right. So, and when you do that, w- what power do you have there? When I make myself smaller, I feel like I can control it. Like. I don't know. Why do I do that? <laughs> I feel well, like you want me listen, to say a specific word. Oh, I don't know what the word is, but if I cue you back up again, what you what you were exposed to, these are words that came outside of you, not from within you, mm-hmm. not the innocent child that you are inside. You got words like, she's trash, you don't belong, you're dark, you're the bad kid, you can't fit in you're different. So that that's not who you are. Those are some words you heard and you decided to, you know, to kind of hold on or they stuck to you like a barnacle. Mm-hmm. That's probably more like it. And you're, you've been identifying yourself on some level, especially in the business world with as the barnacle, but really I'm saying you're the whole, you're not even the boat, you're the whole ocean. Like you're the whole thing. I know. So I'm actually what I'm what I'm looking for with you is a word or a couple of words that would restore you. 
restore you to your innocence, to the little girl that was right before all that stuff was said to her or right Mm -hmm. before she realized something's wrong here. Mm -hmm. Something's different here. Something's going on here. Uh, I think that the kids don't know that they're poor until someone tells them they're poor. No, no. just possibility, I guess. Just this, mm-hmm. this, um, you know, tuning, tuning into everything or like maybe to my power, but just feeling like there's no weight weightless. Um, I, mm. I want to say flow and it just feels kind of easier. Yeah. Like wait, yeah, weightless. It's I. I feel like the, I drag. I drag some stuff around, and when I bring it together, it's like if I can drop the story and drop the and not being enough, or what do I deserve, or what's most likely to happen. But if everything is possible, if everything comes in, what does that look like? And it's like abundance and, and, and Mm. flow and clarity. And, and it's easy. It pulls me forward. I don't, I don't feel like I'm being dragged. And you're also not pushing. Yeah. I, (laughs) it's when I, when I get under that business feels really easy, right? It's like, beautiful. it feels, it feels easy. It doesn't feel like I'm being dragged when you scrape the barnacles off the boat. Mm. But I always think of myself as like the ship kind of facing the sunset or whatever. But to imagine myself being the sea is like, it's almost too big for me to think, you know, it's like, I feel like it might take me three more lifetimes to be able to understand that I have that kind of power in my life or power in the world, right? Like, who am I? Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, does the ocean ask that? You know, the ocean's just busy being the ocean. But he, you know, so um, how would this feel for you to say, I have the power to be flow? It doesn't feel real i think go somewhere we'll go somewhere really small so with your son do you feel that the power to be flow with him i i want him to feel that i feel yeah no but i'm asking you about you though like so so here's if you're feeling overwhelmed go one person one conversation one instance that's it just look in one place yeah i I mean, I feel like there's stuff there too that I struggle with, you know, cause I'll bring in my own stuff with my son and my own biases. Um, but yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, you did like, I, I want to, I want to like reframe. You've done such an incredible job of showing, showing people the real conversation that happens when someone brings passion into business and what uh, an entire lifetime of living in all kinds of different situations around money and you know upbringing and all those things weave into your offering and what you're offering. And really all that business is, is an offering that people take. You're saying, hey, do you want this? And people are saying, actually, yes, I do. And then somewhere in all of that, there's a snag for you. And it, the, the question is intended to be more simple than... Uh, then I believe that you're creating it to be. So 
um, the power to be, see, um, what I decided was that I have the power to be powerful. I just decided that. And then I get to choose that or leave it alone. Trust me. You can ask my husband on a Sunday night at nine o'clock if I'm powerful, not so much. So it's not an always and forever thing, but it's an, it's just an awareness that I actually have the power to be that thing. Some of the other people on, on these podcasts have said, I have the power to be radiant or I have the power to be innocent. So I think maybe I have the power to be like, I, I'm so concerned for folks to like me and accept me. Stop that. Yeah. Stop even going there. Yeah. Don't try to fix something. So mm-hmm. you were on the right track. You saw something. I think I have the power to be. I mean, what does being myself mean? I have the power to be imperfect. Mm-hmm. 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 You have the power to be art. You have the power to be nature. You have the power to be wild. You have the power to be imperfect. Because I don't struggle with having feeling like I'm powerful. That very masculine. Mm -hmm. I know I get that from you. Uh It's really I know I love it. It's yeah. It's the we're going for where it's sticky. Yeah, the sticky part is. I think I have the power to be worthy, you know, or to not really hide. I don't really know what that looks like, but and I I know that that comes from. I don't know if it's people pleasing or what, but just never feeling like I belong. I have the power to belong. Oh, that even just makes me want to die though. Like I don't belong. What do you mean? <laughs> like, Well, that's, that's, that's it though. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got to rattle your chains. It's yeah, got to. Don't you want to say like, well, I have the power to, to be powerful, but X, Y, and Z, because I want to say I oh, have, man. I have Trust the power me. to belong, but no, I don't have an MBA and I'm not as smart as that person. And, <laughs> and you know, like it's like, but it even- has to restore you. It has to restore you. Yeah. And th- those are the old arguments that come up against <sighs> what you actually truly do have the power to be. And if God was going to look down on you and say, yeah, um, I've been waiting for you to, you know, notice, Right. You, you don't have to create this big argument in, in your head about it. But, and also, listen, I choose, I have the power to be powerful because that's been a challenge for me in my life. Mm-hmm. It's so uh, pick the thing that's challenging. Is it that I have the power to belong? I, um, Maybe it, 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 whether it's, and I kind of want to backtrack and say, it's not that I'm comfortable being powerful. It's, it's my natural, mm-hmm. it's who I am naturally. But mm-hmm. when I hide, there's something there too, you know, to actually, I think it might be like that. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I, I belong here. I'm, I'm worthy enough to be here. I'm worthy enough to take up this space without telling you, giving you 10 more reasons. Oh, well, why I'm not worthy. And people say, say that to me often of just like you, you don't, you don't need to, 
tell us all the other things after, you know, after you say something big and compelling, it's like, I can just be powerful and, um, have knowledge and have my strength and, 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 and without taking myself down 25 notches, I don't know what that is, whether it's belonging in the business world or whether it's just being okay with my imperfect self. This, this power to be, um, thing is unconditional. It's unconditional. And listen, I just want you to know, I mean, God, I'm just like drooling at everything you say. I'm just hanging on every word because mm-hmm. everything you said is just so, like I got chills. That is the power to be here, the power to belong, the power to be myself. Yes, the power to be imperfect. Mm-hmm. All of those things are so deeply true. And I know it because I, I, I as a person who cares about you, I want that for you also. You know, it, it has that feeling like, Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm almost experiencing myself like white knuckling, like, ah, I want this for you. Yeah. And there's something, there's something for you to just like float your boat down a river and see what, you know, maybe it's all of those things. Maybe it, that's what your river is made up of is all of those things. I think the thing that I'm, that I'm passionate about is that there isn't an argument on the other side of it. It is, as it is written, there it is done, signed, sealed, delivered, you know, forever and ever, sealed the, you know what I mean? It's, there's nothing to argue about. So, so here's the thing, Shan, I would, I would, I would love is for you to roll around in, in your own flow and notice, just notice what is it that you have the power to be in those moments of flow, because I believe you, like most people are really aware, acutely aware when it's not going well, you're Mm -hmm. very aware when, you know, things are shitty or, or glitchy, but I'm asking you to pay attention rather to what is so easeful and beautiful and, um, and in flow without needing to justify or compare or, label or backtrack and take back. So it's, so there's something for you to mm-hmm. be and let be. It's, you know, it's very, very hard for me to like be present. I, I'm always the one who's like, literally I'm on vacation planning the next vacation. I'm like in the Himalayas planning the next trip instead of like looking out the window. But the present, yeah. But the present moment happens only in one brief little moment. The rest of it is a story. So, so you're, you'll practice being in one moment. That's it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be present all the time. My gosh. No, no, no. But that I'm I, okay with you planning plan. I, I really, who, who would want to take that away from you? <laughs> <laughs> There's always been this kind of like apology that I need to mm-hmm. give because I'm always like, my hands are always in so many cookie jars and like, I'm always stoked and, you know, passionate about stuff. And it's like, I sometimes feel like I need to dumb that down or dim that down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyways. It's time, Shan. It's yeah. time. Yeah. It's just time just for you to reclaim a simple power that is all that has always been there and always will be. It always will be. And so what I'd love to do is follow up with you in like a week or so and just hear 
what's this conversation opened up for you? What have you become aware of now? Because as you know, it's never, it's never done. <laughs> this thing, mm -hmm. this thing called life, as Prince would say, it's never done, right? <laughs> We're always evolving. So I, um, I just want to say thank you so much for your time and your just um, real, raw, honest, truthful self. I really appreciate you. And I know that you've helped a lot of people integrate what business means to them too. So thank mm. you. Thank you. Thank you, babe. You're so amazing. <laughs> I'm just like, I just want to put you in my pocket, even though it's exhausting work, actually. I know just, it's exhausting. Did you sweat a little? You yeah. stood up, you kicked so, a chair, oh my God, totally. you wrote notes. My arms were <laughs> flailing, but I... Uh, I just, you're, you have so many little golden nuggets and it can be hard to kind of dig in and, and, and it can be exhausting, but I just, I'm so grateful for you. So thank you so much for this conversation. Oh, ah, thank you. I feel like I need a nap or like to chug a bunch of water. Do both. <laughs> chug water, take a nap. I will. I will. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you. Thank you, thank you thank so you. much for everything. Yeah, thank you. We'll talk soon. Okay, perfect. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the Power to Be podcast. To my guests, you need to know, wow, it takes something to dig deep and push past resistance and let what's in the way drop. And you did this publicly. You're my hero. And to my listeners, thank you for holding big space for them and for yourself. I sincerely hope an insight was available to you. I'm committed to delivering real deal, fearless coaching to bring you a fresh, perspective and to tear down barriers and limiting beliefs and provide the support, energy, and love that will make all the difference in your life. I'm here for you. Let's connect. Visit livebigco.com to learn more. I can't wait to find out what you have the power to be.